time again for Doc Jacques, your Addiction Lifeguard podcast. I am Dr. Jacques de Bruckert, a psychologist, licensed professional counselor, and addiction specialist. If you are suffering from addiction, misery, trauma, whatever it is, I'm here to help. If you're in search of help to try to get your life back together, join me here at Doc Jacques, your Addiction Lifeguard, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. to be real clear about what this podcast is intended for. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes, but not considered help. If you actually need real help and you're in need of help, please seek that out. If you're in dire need of help, you can go to your nearest emergency room or you can check into a rehab center or call a counselor like me and talk about your problems and work through them. But don't rely on a podcast to be that form of help. It's not. It's just a podcast. It's for entertainment and information only. So let's keep it in that light, all right? Have a good time, learn something, and then get the real help that you need from a professional. A lot of people come to me for help, and a lot of people that come to me for help feel like they are way behind. Usually by the time they get to my office, they've been through either rehab, maybe once, twice, three times or more, or they've been through IOP or some form of of outpatient uh, treatment, and they have been around and around and around, and it's been years. So they are in their... 19 to 28 year old age range and if that's you listen carefully because we're going to talk about the difference between success and failure and that's today's topic uh how do you gauge success and where are you in your lifespan and your lifetime achievement on this episode of doc shock so talking to a lot of clients i can i've come to the conclusion that Many times people come uh, to me and they are suffering from feeling like they are behind. And that's because they started in a place where they are in basically less than zero, right? They, so they've forfeited usually between 8 and 10 years of their life because of their addiction. And by forfeit, I mean they didn't do anything. They just got high and hung around and caused problems for other people. And now they're working on rehab and they've rehabbed themselves to the point where they have a conscious awareness of where they are in life. And I am always kind of surprised by the fact that people feel like they're behind when they've actually done something amazing, like become very successful in their recovery and they've gotten their life back. I see it as an achievement that they see it as abject failure to succeed. I was listening to a very um, moving and compelling uh, presentation at a conference one time by and this pastor was talking at the conference and he used a term that I had never heard before but it really stuck with me because it apply, I applied it to the, the, the clients that I work with and the ones that are really suffering from um, these feelings of failure and he talked about uh, the difference between uh, being buried and being planted and this is the first time I'd heard of it. Uh, I'm sure it's probably been used before, but I had never been exposed to it. And what he talked about is 
when you are troubled in your life and you are finding things very difficult or maybe you very you failed you know just wildly f- failed at life but you are now moving into a new season you've changed and from that failure you can grow and he said there's a difference between uh being planted and being buried and sometimes we can feel like we're buried and certainly those of you who suffer from addiction can feel like you've you've been buried uh you've lost things because that's what addiction is about right it's the the enemy that wants to strip everything away from you and then eventually kill you but not before it's stripped everything away from you and if you are fortunate enough to have been able to figure out a way to move away from that idea of destruction and killing yourself and killing everything around you and move towards that recovery then what you've done is you've changed and what I hear all the time from my clients is they're happy that they're in recovery, but they are plagued with the idea that they have failed because they are now five or eight or 10 or 12 years behind all of their peers, their friends, their family members who are out succeeding. They've got careers. They've been married. Maybe they got kids. They have a house or, or some other mark of progress that they themselves don't have. And so they feel like they have been buried. And the the message that I like to convey to them is the idea that you have not been buried. You were planted. You see, you plant a seed, but you bury a coffin. And that's what he talked about, that pastor. Young guy um, who was talking about these these words. And it was interesting because he was so young. He was probably in his late 20s. But boy, was he filled with the Spirit, man. And he was conveying that message pretty strongly. And the idea of being planted is a different way of looking at things. So if you are suffering in your addiction and you feel like you are behind, you probably are behind. But see, you caught up or are catching up with those people that did not start in the same place you did. You've covered more ground. You've covered more ground in that recovery. They, the ones you are comparing yourself to, did not start with a needle in their arm or a bottle in their hand and the loss of of perhaps everything that they had to the point of, of homelessness. A lot of the people I work with are homeless. They're bouncing from couch to couch or you know, they're couch surfing or they're living in somebody's basement, parents' basement or somebody. Yeah, they're homeless. They don't have their name on any kind of a lease or deed or anything, so they are and and all for all good intents and purposes they are homeless and so the people that they're comparing themselves to they never were homeless they didn't have uh time that they had to spend in jail or in and out of courts they didn't have to go to rehab they didn't become addicted to a drug of choice they just chugged along like a quote-unquote normal person while you the addict succumb to your addiction it's not that that's failure That's just a different route. You see, addiction, as I've said a million times in these podcasts, addiction is the enemy that's attacking you. And if somebody, you're comparing yourself to somebody who wasn't attacked by that that enemy, you got sidelined because you were engaged in a war that your friends or relatives were not engaged in. They had a much easier path they were walking. Yours was much harder. But that does not mean that you were buried. You were not buried. You were planted. That was not the uh, the plan for you. 
the plan for you was one that was a harder road. And those of us, me included, who went through that process of, of feeling like you were buried and struggled very hard to get out of being buried, kind of like the germ, uh, the germ, the seed that's been germinated and starts to sprout. So if you're buried, you're in a casket. Nothing comes out of that casket. It goes in and it doesn't come out. However, when you take a seed and you plant it, it also is covered over with dirt. But over time, with enough heat and sunlight and warm weather and water, there is a germination that occurs with that seed. And from that seed comes a plant. And it sprouts and it takes a long time. You know, a lot of, a lot of the, in the, in the uh, world of nature, there are a lot of seeds that take a long time. Some will sit for years completely dormant. Uh, it's kind of like a cicada. You know, they can they can go 30 years underground as as uh, as unhatched. And then suddenly at the right time, they get hatched. Seeds do that, too. Some seeds will sit for years totally dormant, waiting for the right combination of sun, heat and water. And then suddenly they sprout. If you are listening to this and you have felt like you have been buried, trust me, my friend. If you're listening to this, you've just been planted, not buried. There are times when you can give up hope. You can feel like there's no hope. And maybe that's the time when you actually realize that something has to change. Many of us, we live our lives in ways where we question or we just give up. And that free will choice of failure sets in. But it doesn't mean that that's the end. A small ray of hope could come from some words that you read or a friend that talks to you or an encouragement from a relative. Sometimes it's from your peers, meaning people who have addiction. Those words of encouragement from those peers sometimes can be very uplifting. If I can do this, so can you. I believe in you. Many times those words of encouragement can echo in our heads for a long time after they're spoken. Maybe the words from these podcasts or similar podcasts have been able to be encouraging to you. And that can make it a successful transition from buried to planted. I have said to some of my clients, you know, there's a, a it's an odd thing for me to treat people like there's a zero tolerance for addiction but yet an overwhelming amount of compassion for the person. And that's how I treat it. Because if I say there's a zero tolerance for addiction, that's because I'm at war with addiction. And I want you, the person who is being attacked, I want you to go to war with addiction. And so I don't have a tolerance for addiction. There is no, it's like in World War II, there are no good Nazis. There are no good fascists. There's just bad, and so you're at war with them. And so when somebody is at war with their addiction, it's kind of like that. You've got to be a soldier, a warrior, against the thing that wants you dead. And so if you can do that, then you can break that cycle of feeling like you've been buried. So I go to war with addiction, but as soon as somebody says, I really, I can't, I can't do this, I need help. I am all in on that compassionate 
help for them with their addiction. Being at war with addiction, you have to understand who your enemy is. The enemy wants to put you in a casket and wants to bury you. But when somebody comes along and says, hey, you know what? You've been stuck in the ground. There's a different way to think of this. You've been planted, my friend, not buried. That's, that's a false word. That's the false idea that addiction has given you. Is there is no hope. So when somebody comes to me and they sit in, the, uh, in my office in the chair opposite me and they talk about their lives and, they, and I, I can see them, they're hanging their head down and they're, they're talking quietly about their failures and they feel like a complete failure. And I say to them, you know, you started at less than zero and you've caught up to those people that you said are ahead of you. They were ahead of you, but they started at a completely different place. They didn't start with legal entanglements or hospitalizations or rehab stays. They didn't, they didn't start with the disadvantage of trauma in your childhood that made you need chemicals to cope. They didn't start there. They started off with a healthy life, with healthy relationships and maybe good parenting, a solid home. They started with that. Well, guess what? You caught up. So I don't know why you think that you're behind. You see, survivors are never behind. They're always, they're never ahead, but they're never behind. They're equal to everybody around them. Survivors are the ones who have fought their way back up to the surface to become the, str- the strong people that have resilience and capability. So if you are in that cycle of feeling like you have been buried, understand the amount of strength that has taken for you to rise above all of those things. You think about those struggles. How many, how many days, 30, 60, 90 days did you spend in rehab? How many hours have you spent in meetings? How many hours have you spent talking about your stuff with someone else? The f- the fourth step, fearless searching moral inventory. How many of you have spent hours doing that kind of work on yourself? And yet you're going to sit across from me and tell me that you're sad and upset and feel defeated because you started with less than zero and now everybody's ahead. Do you know the advantage of recovery is that you have to do a lot of really heavy duty work on yourself. You have to be able to learn how to be able to recover. And that fearless searching moral inventory is something that is so incredibly hard. For those who feel like they've been buried, it seems like you're just throwing more dirt on top of yourself in that hole. When in reality, that fearless searching moral inventory is the truth. And to paraphrase some scripture, if you understand the truth, the truth will set you free. So the question of set you free from what is really what it's about. And if you are capable, able and capable of engaging in that with another human being, hopefully with a sponsor who is a good sponsor, who's walking you through that process. If you're able to do that, you're way ahead of everybody else who hasn't worked on recovery, hasn't had that that problem come up in their life. You're way ahead because you actually have done all the work that they're probably going to be doing when they're in their 40s 
wondering what in the world they've been doing all this time, mindlessly going from job to job, work to work, career to career, maybe relationship to relationship, and never reached satisfaction and fulfillment. You see, they're the seed that really wasn't planted. They're the seed that really didn't germinate. They didn't really understand why they were doing what they were doing, nor did they take the time to look at it, do any kind of introspective thinking. And that is what addicts do to get out of being buried and move towards being planted. That growth, that growth that occurs with the germination of the seed and the care, the watering, the tending to the soil, so to speak, that's the work that gets you to the place you need to be. I cannot express how difficult it is to anybody who may be listening to this who is not in recovery, who may not understand what it feels like to feel a level of hopelessness and abandonment and lack of care that addiction can can bring you. Those of you who are in recovery or who are addicts, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not something we like, but it's something we're very very familiar with because we live it every day so the idea of being planted would automatically imply that there is a possibility of change and growth fruition the tree that comes out as a single little stalk out of the ground maybe has two leaves attached to it there are no branches there is nothing It's a kind of flimsy, flexible little stalk that comes out of the ground. And from that grows every single tree on the planet, no matter how big, no matter how small. From your Christmas tree to those giant sequoias, the redwoods, that are thousands of years old. They all started the same way, from a seed. So when you are living your life, and feeling like things are hopeless and that you can't succeed or if you've started to work on it but you feel defeated because you feel like now you're way behind and you'll never catch up you will catch up just keep moving keep recovering keep working on that recovery I promise you you will succeed at catching up and when you get to where you're implied or your perceived peers are you will realize how much better off you are at in your life being able to understand what's what's where you are and what's going on and what you're capable of because people who have been tested and have had gone have gone through many of the difficulties that as addicts we go through you will understand the value of that that relationship that you have with others and with yourself and hopefully with uh with your god and and uh in recovery those awesome relationships you have that you found through recovery the sadness that you feel with those people who didn't make it who were trying with you and they didn't succeed at recovery you will value all of those relationships in a in a very real sense Strength comes from formation. You know, I I watch a lot of uh, 
shows where they do stuff with your hands, where you're building things. And and one of the shows that I uh, used to watch a lot of was Forged in Fire. And it was very interesting for me to to observe that show as these people who were these metal crafters who um, would be trying to form these knives that they were challenged to to build in three hours and then build handles and get it ready for chopping and testing in another three hours so in six hours they have to complete a knife and that's not enough time for a knife maker to make a quality knife so they're pushed to their limits and it's really interesting because they're taking this piece of metal usually in the form of ball bearings or pieces of uh, metal cabling or some you know part from a car that they they're given to make a knife and they have to forge it, meaning they have to heat it and pound it into shape. And at some point as they're doing it, they're, they're moving this metal around. It's very soft and pliable. They heat it till it's red hot. And they're using hammers to pound it into shape, to pound it into the shape of the knife, whatever knife they're trying to make. And it's interesting as they're working feverishly to get this done. And in the end, after they've gotten their shape, hopefully where it's not delaminating and, and splitting apart it's not cracked it's it's been shaped in the shape the size they need it to be all of that work and then they heat it to harden it they anneal the they it's called uh, annealing they they heat it up and then they plunge it into an oil to cool it but not too quickly so that it can become hardened and once it's hardened they can no longer shape it so they have to get it right up to the point where they can dip it in the oil and get that shape and then harden it so it won't crack, split apart, and it will hold a very sharp edge. For me, that's very much a metaphor for recovery, being able to do just that. And it's that shaping and the pounding and the, the um, formation of it by using heat and brute force to get that into the shape that it needs to be. So it looks like whatever type of knife they're making with a with a you know a 12 inch overall length, 14 overall length with a with an 8 6 to 8 inch blade and then an, and then uh heating uh, heating it up and then hitting the oil and it flames up and out comes this blade that's hardened. It it perhaps doesn't look as good as it will later on, but it's done. And that is kind of like what we are in recovery. We've been pounded by brute force, heat, heated up and shaped into something that didn't look anything like it did previously. And then once it's done, sharpened it to a razor sharp edge, polished it out, and now it's this beautiful, this beautiful thing, which is difficult to make, challenging, fragile but yet incredibly strong and that's what you are as an addict having gone through recovery so if you feel like you are behind you feel like you failed and you are working on recovery or you're there or you're contemplating it keep doing that it's the opposite of failure it is success and a trial by fire and being shaped and formed into something radically different than when you started as an addict. And that puts you actually ahead of other people because you've done all the hard work that perhaps they're probably going to have to do once they begun, uh, began their life and they begin to question 
why they did what they did for the last 10 years or 15 years. You've already done all that questioning and you've come up with the answers. And now your life is laying out in front of you, ready for you to start living. So don't feel like you are buried. You are planted and waiting for that new cause. Hey, well, that's it for this edition of Doc Shock, your addiction lifeguard. I hope you've gotten something out of this podcast. I certainly have. If you would like to learn more about recovery and the trials and tribulations of it, look at my other podcasts. There's quite a few. i got an extensive library now. If you have an idea about an episode topic you'd like covered, please let me know. If you are in need of treatment, you can reach out to me. I can guide you to that process, through that process, to get the help you need. And you can reach me through my website, wellspringmindbody.com. Remember, it's not worth saving your addiction by ending your life. So go out there and get help. Get clean, sane, stable, and sober. It'll help everybody, including you. So until next time, this is Doc Jacques, wishing you a sober, happy life. Catch you on the next episode.